in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Liz. Oh, yes. This might be a bit of a hot take. Oh, okay. But 2020 has been a bit of a shit year. Ah, uh, well, you know, I'm sure there's been worth years. What, what year was the Black Plague? Oh, I should know this. I should know this because it's in the special features of Ratatouille Mm. where Patton Oswalt's uh, Emile the Rat explains Mm. the history of uh, rats and their spread throughout Europe. So I think that year was probably worse. That was probably worse, but they didn't have social media to whinge about it on. Yeah, well, they didn't also didn't have like Netflix to like, you couldn't just sit at home and Netflix and die like you can now. No. If you wanted to entertain yourself, though, you just dob someone into the Spanish Inquisition and... (laughs) Go to their public execution. <laughs> oh, that's a good day oh, out. That's cancel culture. That's a good day out. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Britney's a witch. <laughs> burn her, burn her. Yeah, forget like, oh, my God, you know, Facebook shut down my account. Oh, my God. <laughs> Try being hung from the village square. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, on that, um, because here we are, we are celebrating, you know, the new year um, as 2021 crashes on before us. Indeed. Um, now, we, I, I'd like to say we already called it last year. We predicted that because everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't wait for 2020 to be over because 2021, it's going to be my year. As soon as the first person said that, they've cursed us. 100%. Um, we've already called that this year is going to be the aliens to last year's alien. You've already called a war with China. Would you like to know what Nostradamus had to say about 2021? I'm guessing it's all cats and winning lotto numbers with that guy. (laughs) I wish. Uh, No, he has a a plethora of of things for us. I think that the key points that I took out of it, apparently for this year, the two main features, 2021, we're going to be on to a winner Zombies! He's called zombies? He has, not only is he called zombies, he's called mofo Russian zombies. Russian zombies? Russian zombies. Can you imagine? You know, he had, he did predict a lot of stuff. Like he basically predicted the rise of Hitler and a few other things like that. Some guy called Hister, as he referred to him and all that kind of stuff. But he didn't get K-pop stands. So that's a pretty big one. That should jump out of the universe. Like there's a whole global movement of kids all across the world who love Korean pop music and will then sabotage the entire political process in the most powerful nation to have ever. I know. Existed. Wow, no one saw that coming. Like, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, so yeah, I know it's it's a, it's a hit and miss. Although even you know, bless his you know prophecies. If you leave them vague enough, you yeah. know, you've got to run into something. But it's not just Russian zombies, which has me so excited. So, in, and in my mind, when you get bitten by the Russian zombie virus, yeah. you turn into Vladimir Putin and then you start <laughs> eating people. <laughs> um, so, Russian zombies and there's also a special Nostradamus treat for you at Christmas time. Christmas 2021. What do we got coming, Liz? Oh, my Lord. We are talking asteroids crashing into the earth, not killing us all, but just basically, you know, uh, messing up the ecosystem. Oh, and this will also apparently, according to Nostradamus, be the year of the famine. So, Jeez, this cunt was fun at parties, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we, oh, we have to invite Nostradamus. Oh, come on. <laughs> It'll be weird at work if we don't, man. Like, he knows I'm having a party. Oh, my God. He's going to start talking about the famine again. <laughs> uh, oh, he's such a downer. Surely you can see this coming. He wasn't going to get invited. <laughs> yeah, you're so psychic. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't you see something about your bitch attitude? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, one, yeah. one of the weirdest stories I've seen happen this week, and mm. typical style with 2020, nothing nothing can surprise you anymore. Uh-huh. But as part of the um, COVID-19 relief bill that's passed the uh, American House, mm-hmm. where people are getting $660 or something, mm-hmm. fantastic like that for mm-hmm. their entire democracy being destroyed. Uh-huh. At least they get, a, they get a small bonus check yeah. to keep things moving. <laughs> yeah. Woo! But buried in the detail, according to the New York Post, yeah. was a provision 
that the United States government has 180 days from the adoption of that bill yeah. to commence full disclosure of their UFO files. So people were people were just throwing any old amendment into this 5,000-page bill, essentially, just whatever the fuck they wanted to happen. Like there's tax cuts for racehorses, all sorts of shit. Someone got this in there and it got ratified. And now, unless it's vetoed by the president, they have to start disclosing their UFO files. Who wheeled that in at the last moment? It's got to be Bernie. Who? Oh, my <laughs> God. Bless you, Bernie. Oh, my God. That's just – that's a random – I That's guess. a really random thing. It's got to. It's got to be either. Um, God, is it? Is it Marco Rubio, the uh, the Republican senator who I think has a little bit to do with it? Mm. Yeah, there's there's a few of them in there. But my money, just just because he's an old favorite, it's got to be Bernie's. Like fuck it. <laughs> what have I? What have I got to lose? Oh my god! I couldn't get affordable housing. Yeah. I couldn't get an affordable living wage. Fuck it! Let's get aliens. The, the junior senator from Vermont, am I? <laughs> wow! So what? hundred and eighty days. Hundred and eighty days from the date of ratification, they have to commence disclosure. Oh my lord! It'll never get through. Like it'll never. It'll never get past the veto stage. Biden will jump on all those crazy little things that have snuck through. But it's just interesting to think that there's someone in the house. Yeah. He Who's, tried to get that through. Oh well, see, remember there was that uh, the former head of the Israeli Space uh, Network who yes. came out and said, "Oh, actually, they're already here. They're among us. Like the yeah. president already knows, you know." And we mocked that guy. Yeah, for good reason, because it turns out he wasn't actually speaking from direct experience. He was quoting a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> and because, of course, it was translated from Hebrew, some shit went missing. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, say, I've got to admit, there was that favourite um, where everyone started that let's let's storm Area 51 campaign because yeah. they were like, they can't stop us all. Exactly, if we all Naruto run. <laughs> if, we, if we all do it, yeah, they can't stop us all. And I love it because like, everybody was on a board and then somebody started putting up those memes and it's like, yeah, we all think we're going to get, you know, and then it was little E.T. and then it was just like what we actually get and it was just xenomorphs <laughs> like, piling out of the facility. Exactly. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. One of the other interesting things to come from that Israeli former space agency chief uh-huh. coming out and just spraying wacky shit uh-huh. all over the internet with his mm. with his final interview was that somebody decided to take the keywords from that, which were Galactic Federation, yeah. and they searched the archives of the CIA, which has a searchable database of dis- of um, declassified documents. Oh, yeah. And they actually unearthed a document from 1988 Yes. Where someone in the CIA's uh, remote viewing program, you know, the men who stare at goats. Yes. yes. They had actually tried to remote view the Galactic Federation headquarters in 1988. <laughs> and this remote viewer has drawn a sketch uh-huh. of what it's like. And it's next to a body of water and there was a table with someone being examined. <laughs> and this for a while was in the CIA's classified documents. 1988. <laughs> Cool shit was happening in 1988. This isn't MK Ultra early 50s people taking the uh, LSD a little bit too far. This was 1988 Reaganomics, very conservative CIA. Star Wars program. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, like fucking with South America, Iran-Contra deals. And there was someone trying to imagine an alien fucking federation and just drew a doodle of it. And that had to be classified. Yeah. What I love, the best thing about that whole like remote viewing thing, it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to tell you what the inside of like, you know, Putin's bedroom, you know, looks like. Yeah. Who the fuck's going to disprove it? That's the whole point. That's why you're getting people to remotely doodle it. You can just, and then live off that for the next 50 years, go, oh my God, that is totally, that is totally what he looks And until someone goes into Putin's bedroom and goes, oh, that's not. Well, this place is full of Ikea. Yeah. (laughs) This is weird. Actually, on a random, I have a bit of a crush on Vladimir Putin. Okay, well, that's not going to get us killed. Yeah. What? Well, you know, even the people he works with get poisoned. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't agree with his politics at all, but I have a weird, dirty sex kink for Putin. Fair call. We've, we've all got one. Yeah. Like, psh. Um, oh, my God. Okay. Um, what was his name? The Italian uh, Prime Minister. Berlusconi. Bel- yes. Silvio Berlusconi, yeah. <laughs> Dodgiest prime minister ever in the history. Until Scott Morrison. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) That's why I'm a comedian. For um, Vladimir Putin's birthday, he actually gave Vladimir Putin a Duna cover. Yeah. Okay. That was the two of them like shaking hands with like the Kremlin and everything behind it. Because Putin actually released a picture of the Duna cover. (laughs) 
Peter Duna on his bed. And wow. you're like, oh my God, that's the most, the most brilliant and creepiest thing I've ever seen ever. I'm surprised they didn't just have like a, a mutual swap, like a exchange program for their sex palaces that they both have. Yeah, pretty much. Because Berlusconi maintained a stable, didn't he? Oh, the Oinga Boinga Boinga Palace. Yeah. Uh, just, oh, I'm sorry, but like, like, if you're going to have a sex palace, yeah. don't call it your Oinga Boinga. <laughs> if you're, you're the prime minister, can you at least call it sex? Don't call it Oinga Boinga. It's not even a cool name. No. And being Italians, they're known for style. Yeah. That's like, not stylish. It, it's not Versace, is it? No. It sounds like something that Logan Paul would have at the back of his <laughs> Malibu mansion where he fights homeless people. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, you're like, oh, just, oh, but yeah. On a side note, yeah. Yeah, but 2020 can get firmly into the bin. That's pretty much the point we're getting at here. Ah, you know what? I, I think 2020 was already been in the bin and has been on fire for quite a while now. Yeah. But this is the last episode that we're recording for 2020. This is Gabin in the Woods. My name's John Brooks and I'm joined, as always, by my co-pilot, Woo! Elizabeth Allen. I am the weapons specialist. I'm just sitting in the back, just like texting people, i yeah, got to admit. Taking photos of UFOs with your iPhone. Yeah. Because oh they allow those into military vehicles. I'm sure. Look at that Batman balloon. <laughs> Some fucking gender reveal party gone wrong. Oh, my God. You know what? Oh, my God. That's if – you know what? It's, it's been a difficult year. We have been struck by bloody viruses and lockdowns and yeah. death and poverty and homelessness and despair. For the sake of humanity, can we please move forward as a people and say – not one more fucking gender reveal party ever. <laughs> no one gives a shit if your kid's got a wang or not. Nobody cares. Whenever I hear the word gender reveal, I get reminded of one of my favourite comedians, a woman by the name of Gina Yashera. Mm. And she has a great bit about when we were young, we didn't have pedos. We had flashes. <laughs> we had flashes. That's what I think a gender reveal is. A guy in a trench coat going, at the park. <laughs> Oh my lord! In have I told you about the uh, one of the flashes in my hometown where I grew up? Broken Hill. Yes. Broken Hill is big enough to have a flasher. Yes. Wow. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> he had his like you know jacket on, which for a start, you know, warning it's signals. It's fucking hot. It's bloody hot. Like how he didn't get sunstroke, I don't know. Just a very very long singlet. Oh my god! Yeah, how committed do you have to be that you're going to put on a trench coat yeah. in like fifty degree weather? <laughs> That's straight away drawing attention. To yeah, yourself. just like what? So he actually like you know went up to. Uh, young ladies and was like oh you know can, can you help me like I've lost the key you know for my padlock and I really need to get this padlock off and they were like what 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 padlock and then he would open his coat to reveal a padlock around his wang <laughs> um there's there's a lot of parts to this it'd have to be around his balls as well wouldn't it otherwise it'd fall off well yeah well, you, that's it, it unless he's really cutting off the blood supply yeah like a cock ring yeah like yeah and like what if you're like and if you genuinely lost that key oh you're fucked like oh because they're gonna have to get the angle grinder in <sighs> no, i'd be like that ring cutter that you get when your your finger expands too much and you can't get your wedding ring off which is a very very slow hand operated diamond saw oh well my, my dad worked in industrial medicine i've seen more than one wedding ring cut off no you know what it's a mining town they yeah. just they would have they would have just get got the chisel <laughs> Just got him out the back with the ankle grinder. You are ruining cold chisel for me, mate. <laughs> ruining it. But like, that's a lot of effort. Like, why go to the pretense of you know? I need you to take this padlock off. Why? Like, why not just flash your junk? I don't understand that. That's a lot of unnecessary work. It's it's like a very odd episode of Where in Time is Carmen San Diego. He's got to solve the mystery under my trench coat. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 What's da. the combination? <laughs> oh my god, the combination is triple zero police. <laughs> that's the combination. But like that's like oh it's a lot of I don't know. It's a lot of, it's it's a lot of work. Like surely you're getting your shock value from your, your junk and your balls being there. The the lock is just unnecessary baggage. Very unnecessary baggage. Yeah. And again, depending on the size of your penis, okay, and the size of the lock, it may not be complimentary. 
Very true. If it's like one of those suitcase ones. Yeah. You're just like, oh. oh poor fella. Oh, yeah. Just, oh. oh. <laughs> Whereas this, if it's one of those ones that you put on a communal storage locker yeah, at, yeah. A, at a dodgy apartment complex. <laughs> You're like, you know what? When you when you get this padlock off, here's my phone number. Exactly. Yeah. This, call. This, is, this padlock is holding back some manliness. Men <laughs> 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 are weird. Men are weird. You never hear about women doing stuff like this, do you? Well, to be honest, it's hard to get a padlock around your around your badge. Well, what pu- would you do? Puritans found a way. They built the the built oh, the, the chastity associ- belt. Yeah, the chastity belt, the associated underpants, which I always find kind of strange because you know men are lascivious and mm. creepy and want to get into women's pants. Mm. Why did you put the lock on the woman and not the bloke? Ah, ah. slow clap. Oh. I think there we go. What's the time? It's it's quarter to eight on the last day of 2020, and I've finally become woke. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the story through history. Why are you putting it on us? We're not doing this shit. We're not we're not breaking into the castles <laughs> trying to like throw our vajays, you know, on your wang. Yeah. All right. Like you climbed up this fucking castle. I was just at home with my cats. <laughs> like what the fuck. When when the world get back to, gets back to normal, I really should do that hack stand up we were talking about before last week's episode. Yeah, about why women can't be in the military in frontline combat positions. Oh God, no! Because of their periods, and that's when <sighs> war crimes would happen because they become irrationally angry. I'm just going to do a half an hour of just horribly misogynist hack stand up, and I'll finally become famous. <laughs> They'll book me at the comics lounge in Melbourne like that. <laughs> yeah, but you become famous as like the man that was like murdered by Clementine Fort in a Woolworths car park. <laughs> oh, she doesn't shop at Woolworths. He died as he lived. <laughs> She's far too successful for that now. She shops at Peter Monty's in North Fitzroy. I have no doubt. All, all that sweet influencer money. <laughs> oh, well, see, I tried to get us sweet influencer money, but you keep like dissing the bikies. Yeah, well, they're not advertising meth on Instagram, are they? Well, you know, 2021, diversify your network. That it, None of that sounds like any of the sales pitches behind methamphetamine. <laughs> that's the way of the future. Diversify. That is true. You know, like that's – you've got to stop your industry becoming stagnant. You know, you've got to be like bam, bam, bam. It's all about the kids. Yeah, get some influencers who stay up all night and tweet a whole bunch of bullshit. Just like, oh, my God, just like making kombucha. Like, yeah. oh, my God, oh, my God. And then we put it in the room. Oh I've solved all the crosswords. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a winner. Now, this week's episode, mm-hmm. of all the things that we've covered, yes, this is probably the one that has ruined my search history the most. Mm-hmm. Because what are we talking about today? Well. <laughs> uh, You've you got to bear in mind, my search history uh-huh. is parenting tips, uh-huh. how to make chili sauce, uh-huh. And various fucking weird sex crimes. Mm. Cannibalism, mm. aliens, mm. sex with UFOs, mm. and what we're dealing with today. Well, this week, we are probing into one of the downright dirtiest criminals in recent times. Get ready, because this whole story stinks to high heaven. As we look into a criminal that terrorised Chicago in the United States of America for 10 years. Years Now, when you say terrorise Chicago, are we talking about Al Capone? His reign of terror did not sit well with the community and left them squirming in their seats as the streets ran brown with fear. (laughs) For 10 years, this weirdo would break into women's homes at night and give them enemas. Hold your cheeks tight as this week we look deep into the enema bandit. Or a shit way to meet girls. (laughs) Or talking shit. Or the shittest criminal ever. (laughs) Or what a stinker. (laughs) Or... What they used to do before Tinder. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Illinois Enema Bandit. Oh, yes. This is a man who quite literally looked at his hometown and said, This town needs an enema. Thank you, Batman. <laughs> oh, so it, I love that you've gone with those. Of course, I have to toss uh-huh. up my, my horrible, horrible attempts as well. Uh-huh. I like Jack the Plumber. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the Backdoor Bandit. <laughs> Always, 
Yeah. Yeah. Does. Taking the tradesman's entrance. <laughs> or if we're going to go full crime solving, oh, no. it's Colonel Mustard in the back passage with a rubber hose, Pudo. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. You've just ruined childhoods with that. <laughs> uh, when they search my computer, they're going to find how to, how to get a child to sleep in his own room and enemas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord Now I think the first thing that we should uh, Delve into Is <laughs> just what is An enema Oh this is, this is like a school presentation hmm, For those who uh, Webster's dictionary defines an enema mm-hmm. As Roll up your sleeves <laughs> and hold your cheeks Because this one is about To get messy An enema is I can't believe this is my life right now <laughs> Basically, it is fluid being flushed into a person's lower bowel via the rectum or asshole, as the kids say. (laughs) Now, in modern medicine, enemas are used mainly to relieve significant constipation or cleanse the bowel before a medical procedure or exam. Makes sense. But this procedure has grown outside the medical field and is used in sexual activities for fun or pain, which for some people is the same thing, and has also been used to intoxicate with alcohol as well as drugs. Oh, yeah. You can trust people. If if anything innovates, Mm -hmm. 10 to 1 people will find a way to stick it in their asshole Mm, mm, every single time. mm, mm. Every invention, there's always been one guy in the corner of the room going... Put that in my asshole. What would fit. happen? Yeah, know. just playing with his padlock. Yeah, <laughs> that'll fit. <laughs> so, where did the enema come from? <laughs> from the bowels of hell, you say? <laughs> Actually, the first recorded mention of the enema used for medical reasons comes from ancient Egypt. Now you know it was a big deal if someone recorded it. Oh yes, <laughs> it was written on a papyrus sheet. Written 1,550 years BC. Before Christ. Oh, yeah. They were fucking, Uh they were doing this, they were anally Uh douching before Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was late to the game. Turning water into wine. Egyptian mythology is that the god Thoth invented the enema. Um, (laughs) He's the god with the man's body but with the head of the ibis. Of course, he's a fucking bin chicken. Yeah, toe bin chicken. Yeah, uh, He was also the god of medicine. And this might surprise you to find in ancient Egypt, many ailments were actually treated by an enema, by an eerie, who was essentially the shepherd of your anus. I mean, if you look at jobs in ancient Egypt, mm. you've essentially got cats, which mm. are at the top of the chain. Yes. Then there's people who build pyramids. Mm-hmm. You're looking at you're, you're with the old uh, careers advisor at school. Mm. What can I do? Can't be a cat. Mm. Don't particularly fancy being yeah. worked to death yeah. and given like a primitive oatmeal beer every day. Oh, you don't like you don't like picking up heavy stones ten times your body. No, you but don't. I will stick a fucking papyrus hose up someone's ass <gasps> and claim that I'm doing the work of an ibis man god. I have a job for you. Yeah, these <laughs> days they're called mortgage brokers. <laughs> Now, the pharaoh had his own personal enema creator (laughs) and he was the sole chosen keeper of the royal rectum. Do you think the queen has one of these? Do you think this is a practice that has carried on and how much do you think you get paid for that? I reckon maybe the queen doesn't, but I reckon a couple of the blokes and maybe Prince Andrew does. I think that one's currently (laughs) burning his notes. <laughs> and making sure he was never seen at a Pizza Plus in Woking. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Prince Anne had one. Princess Anne had one. Oh. I reckon. Oh. She looks like she fucking needs one. Yeah. Yeah. The um uh, I with Prince Philip, it looks like the hose was stuck on reverse. <laughs> <laughs> in if we jump forward to six hundred BC in Babylonia, mm-hmm. enemas were used as a means of driving demons from the body. I think one of those doctors is actually on Trump's staff like, right now. <laughs> well, but. gut health is the cornerstone of health if you listen to anyone that's into Reiki. <laughs> now, in Africa, the calabash gourd was traditionally used to administer the enemas. The gourd's narrow neck is filled with water and inserted into the rectum of the patient. You wait for this. The contents are then blown into the ass 
by what can only be described as a very good friend, <laughs> orally blowing the fluid up into your ass. I was going to say because a gourd is is a one-way device and mm-hmm. you would get a vapor lock mm-hmm. and nothing would happen. It would just be like a, a, a jammed hourglass. Mm-hmm. But along comes yep. you got a friend in me. Put a little hole down one end and <laughs> <laughs> The trumpet lessons didn't lead to anything but <laughs> – now, along the Congo, they used a method that ins- that instead relied on you getting into a position that once the gourd was inserted, nature and gravity would take its course up your Congo. <laughs> In 200 AD, Greek... Who, who is the fucking Enema historian? <laughs> who got I their know. PhD in this? I know, somebody did, and bless them. Bless them. <laughs> Where would we be today? Was it, was it mentioned in Herodotus or something? <laughs> in 200 AD, Greek physician Soranus. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. This is his name. S-O-R-A-N-U-S. Soranus. <laughs> champion. Man. Champion of the enema. Soranus <laughs> listed enemas as a safe abortion method. Up the bum, no babies. He then actually wrote four females of female gynecological uh, advice. Yeah. And I'm sure it was all totally spot on, except for the fact that babies don't come out of a lady's anus. Mm. There's probably just a small problem that I have with his theories. Yeah, he missed. He might have just just a little, just a few inches to he the He was left. Greek, however. <laughs> they invented it. <laughs> From the 7th to the 10th century, the Mayans often used enemas filled with hallucinogens as part of religious rituals. Uh, Enemas were also given to combat illness. That was left out of Apocalypto. I know. That was (laughs) (laughs) a whole different film. Uh, Now, some North American tribes used rectal tubes to deploy a a tobacco smoke enema into the rectum. Which far out cats. This was said to stimulate respiration. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Got a cough to get off. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they left that out of the Wild West videos. <laughs> like maybe that's why John Wayne had that walk. Yeah, that's the that's the peace pipe. You trust someone. <laughs> You really do. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Nothing says trust. Like, sure, buddy. <laughs> Not blowing smoke up your ass or anything, but you're all right. In the 17th century, home enemas were a trend that flowed through France. Oh, I'm not surprised. These devices were mainly designed for self-use at home. Mm. In 1694, François Mercier wrote in his book, the diseases of women with child <laughs> records that enemas were commonly administered to mothers entering labour. Right. This practice continued for nearly 200 years. Because I, I don't know if you've ever witnessed a childbirth. <laughs> yeah, don't need an enema to flush anything out. Yeah. It's coming out. Yeah. Well, no, their, their idea was that if you uh, – a, a woman's going into labour – so we'll crank an enema into oh. it so she'll get everything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. So it's a bit like there's something about Mary where he's cracking one out before he goes on a date. Yeah. You don't want to go out with a bullet in the chamber. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so pretty much we'll try to do that. But it turns out that doesn't actually work. No. Like you still shit the bed yeah, a lot of, of the time. It, yeah, it's probably a lot watery. You know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And it's like and not only that, like it is, it's got to be the most discomfort discomforting like time of your life. Yeah. Can you imagine then someone giving you like just shoving something up your ass for an enema? Like as if you weren't shitted off with the world enough. Yeah. Oh God. pre-epidural days, just an enema full of fucking laudanum. Yeah, just fucking oh my God, wake me up when the kid's 20. <laughs> um now in the 18th century, Europeans used tobacco smoke enemas when attempting to resuscitate people who had drowned. Well, (laughs) swim between the flags. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I think this deserves an episode all to itself. Yeah. And I am not just blowing smoke up your ass when I tell you this. (laughs) The Royal Humane Society of London 
actually paid for and placed these tobacco enema resuscitation kits at key points along the Thames River. Wow, like an ancient Kerry Packer. These emergency kits consisted of a tube and a pair of bellows. (laughs) So can you imagine, like, your poor lifeless body is slumped on the ground. Then somebody drops your dax. Gets a pillow up the ass. <laughs> like you've seen the size of bellows. Just that is that is such a fucking French comedy right there. Only if the enema failed would mouth resuscitation be employed. But that was then used as the whole, oh yeah, sure it worked, but it was only because like I loosened the jar for you first. Like because my smoke enema warmed up your body. Um, so really, it wasn't the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Yeah. It was the smoke enema. Yeah. You see you see people walking around in you know that, that era Paris with a limp. It's either polio, pleurisy, or they've got their senior smoke first aid enema. certificate. Yeah. And we did it at work. Dr. ABC, man. Danger, response, asshole, smoke. <laughs> It's one of those things you'd have to ask, would you want to be revived? Yeah. Would you really want to? That's where a DNR probably comes from. Like, <laughs> just, just, just. If, I, if I'm in a position where I, I'm, I'm dead, do not get the ass bellows out. <laughs> do not, just right in front of everybody. Just in like, <laughs> just right in front of everyone, the whole town. Just <laughs> blow you up like a cartoon frog. <laughs> Into the river scene. <laughs> the interesting bit is originally, okay, yeah. The bellows was actually like the deluxe like trim episode because before they added the bellows, it was basically just a rubber tube oh. and someone had to uh, blow. You had to hope that your ass. lung capacity in coal-burning Paris was enough. Oh, to- and this is England as well. Oh, yeah. This is, this is England. So you, you've got to hope that your lung capacity is enough to overpower their – Sphincter. Mm. I'm guessing there's some mm. hectic blowback. Well, the problem. Well, the other problem is it was also the tobacco enema was also used to treat headaches, <laughs> like yeah, colds, right, hernias, yeah, abdominal cramps, typhoid, uh, yeah, and cholera. Okay. And obviously, with like, especially like with the cholera, the problem was because obviously it's in the minute water particles that get in the air. So the problem is, yeah, um, you, when you had to just put your mouth on the pipe, yeah, the person's ass may blow back cholera at you uh, yeah. and then you'd get the cholera. Yeah. Smoke and crack was very different back then. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so that's when like adding the bellows was actually like the deluxe version. Yeah. It stopped you getting the ass blowback. Yeah, that's that's the equivalent of having disposable gloves. In there. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the equivalent of a sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> but oh like how how good a friend do you have to be to be yeah. like, oh you're feeling a bit blow a bit low, mate? Oh, you won't get the do you want to get you want to get the hose? And, give it a little. I'll give you some Winnie Blues up the day. <laughs> you know what? I can't think of one human being. Yeah. That I would be prepared. I don't care if you drown. I don't care if we had just pulled your lifeless body out of the Thames, John. Yeah. I am not blowing smoke up your ass. No, I wouldn't want you to. No. Uh, definite DNR. That'd be my medical alert bracelet. Nah. Like, oh my god. I, I and I and I take that to heart. Like, if people are trying to fight past me to get past in the crowd with their bellows, I will be ninja kicking them out of the way. Going, no, it's not what he would want. Get some super eager blacksmith <laughs> with arms like Popeye, <laughs> who just ruptures your innards. And then, like, the nozzle falls out, and you just shoot off like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how hot air ballooning was started. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh. Paris. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, this is not as dubious as it gets. Oh, no. As some we mod- haven't even gotten to the enema bandit yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some modern-day snake oil salesmen have been selling chlorine dioxide enemas online. Chlorine? Touting them as a way to cure 
autism. Oh, of course. Obviously, an autism has no effect on autism and unfortunately it doesn't stop the parents from being fucking idiots. No. With reports of children having to have their whole colons removed and be fitted with colostomy bags because their parents are fucking idiots. You really should have to pass a test. You really should before you are allowed to breed. Yeah. Now, there is also, would you believe, although if you have listened to our podcast before, not to be unexpected, (laughs) you know where I'm going. There is a sexy side to enemas. We've all thought about going to Japan. The sexual enjoyment of an enema is called clismophilia. Mm. And you are a clismophile. Pretty sure I went to uni with a girl called Clismophilia. Clismophilia? Yeah. Uh, you know, to be honest, I I don't think you really want to enjoy anything that has a file on the end of it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you have swum into terrible territories <laughs> as soon as they start putting a file yeah. on the end of what you like. Yeah. Like, maybe that's the part where you go, mm, mm. Maybe, should I, I don't know, maybe reassess before I book in for these classes? <laughs> yeah. At night school. Um, yeah, just just think about it. Uh, before you get the Harley Davidson tattoo on your back. <laughs> now, there are many ways to enjoy the enema. Uh, some get off by receiving enemas. Mm-hmm. Some get off by giving enemas. Or some get off on both. Yes. For some, there is a whole subsection where people get off on the pretense of getting an enema under false pretenses, such as claiming extreme constipation. Right. Uh, Now, some clismophiles do not partake in any direct genital contact and can only find sexual relief through an enema. Although some people do choose to masturbate while the enema is underway. As if there's not enough fluid flying about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Others may use the enema for sexual gratification whilst engaged in sadiomasochistic activities, such as used for erotic humiliation. (laughs) Yep. But there's also one more use for the enema, which is really caught on in modern times, and that is to get drunk. Really? Butt chugging. Butt chugging. Butt chugging is used for fast intoxication. Don't have the money to pay for drinks at that music festival? Don't try this. Please don't try this. <laughs> on a side note, another method is soaking a tampon in vodka and then ramming it up your butt. But again, I suggest you say no. Um, the, the, the main problem with this method is like, whereas when you drink alcohol, your body can reject it by throwing up and yeah. throwing the poison out of your body. Yeah. Um, the ass. Does not have this defense mechanism. <laughs> no. In fact, the ass can save you in certain circumstances. If you come across incredibly turgid waters, uh, yes. Bear Grylls has some words to say about that. The mother was a nurse and knew that the colon can absorb fluid. Ah. By performing an enema, you bypass the gag reflex ah. <laughs> to gain life giving fluids. I'm going to give myself an enema. Except that was literally Bear Grylls on a day at the green. <laughs> when he looked. Want a drink, mate? To gain life-giving fluids, I'm going to give myself an enema. <laughs> you know what? I have looked at $15 for a can of vodka and, <laughs> and soda and went, well, you know what? I'm just going to turn myself into beer can chicken and sit <laughs> on one of these. <laughs> just hand, hand me the tampons and the vodka. <laughs> In May 2004, a man living in Texas died after receiving a sherry enema from his wife in the bathtub. Oh, mon sherry. The man was an alcoholic and was experiencing throat pains. So he decided to take his alcohol rectally. Well, yeah. I've never needed a drink that bad in my life. Oh, you clearly haven't worked in politics. Not even in the desert. No. His wife refused, so he slapped her around. Oh, classy bloke. So she agreed and then proceeded to pour three litres of sherry straight into his ass, And he died from alcohol poisoning. Well, doing what you love. At first his wife was charged with negligent homicide, but then the charges were later dropped. Well, fair play. Yeah. I, I, you know, I... 
I didn't remember. All I did was give him what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was very insistent. Three, how fucking big was his ass that he could <sighs> hold three litres of sherry in it? I, I didn't even know. I think that might have just been his wife's rage at yeah. that stage. Like, you hit me, I will fucking jam three litres of sherry straight up your ass. You know what? I don't even think she took them out of the bottles. She just comes back in with a flagon and a bellows. And <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> Pumped him up like a good year. Yeah, fucking, you want to be fucking hit me? (coughs) Oh, my Lord. In another case, a 52-year-old man. Again, it's only dudes doing this. (laughs) (laughs) A 52-year-old man died in his home after a self-administered white wine enema went wrong. Oh, what could have happened? Like, do you know what I mean? We've all bought a cheap bottle of wine and brought it home and went, oh, I regret this $3 bottle of wine. <laughs> Jacob's but, Creek. Oh, just, just pour a bit of lemonade into it or something. Yeah. Or just push through it. Don't yeah. just, oh, my Lord. He was found dead, nozzle still in his anus, <laughs> the enema bag hanging from a coat rack next to his bed. Oh, uh, it's like reverse Michael Hutchins. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh my god, you're never gonna look at a white wine again. No. Well you made a drip. <laughs> yeah, white wine drip. <laughs> like uh. Oh my god. Oh my, well you know what all I can think is like, you know, you get that thing where like you get really comfy on the couch and your chin is just sort of right there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can't quite <laughs> like oh, I don't wanna move. So it eliminates that problem. Um put, all I, put your feet up. <laughs> Just really relax into the cheese and crackers. Oh, my God. All I can say is study hard, kids, and don't directly pour wine into your anus. No. If you take nothing else from this podcast today. Now, between May of 1965 and May of 1975, the enema bandit broke into numerous houses in the middle of the night and forced enemas into his female victims. Right. Police fear there may have been many more cases, but the victims had been too embarrassed to contact authorities. I'm guessing a lot of those were either men who were victims or was he exclusively female? Exclusively female. Well, of the cases that were recorded. (coughs) (coughs) Um, Now, the enema bandit was born in 1943. Oh, we know who he is. Yes. Okay, yep. And his first recorded strike was in the May of 1965. Wearing a ski mask and armed with a pistol, he broke into a woman's house, tied her up and gave her an enema. Okay. He would not strike again until the March of 1966. In the early hours of the morning, he climbed through a window found and found two women, two sisters. One was 18, the other 16. He then tied them up with their bedsheets and gave an enema to both of the sisters. He then went through their purses, stealing $70. Jesus Christ. Like, I think you've done enough, mate. Yeah. Don't take their fucking bus fare. Don't take their cleaning money. Oh, my God. In 1967, the Enema Bandit graduated from the University of Illinois. I bet you they're proud. Yeah, (laughs) Trump University now. (laughs) He graduated at the age of 24 with a degree... What do you think his degree was? Oh, fucking enemas. <laughs> <laughs> no, an actual degree that you could get a job with. What do you think his degree was? Oh, applied science. Accountancy. Oh, of course it was. How did you not guess that? Oh. You will never look at your accountant the same way again. No. The bandit then left the state and the attack stopped in Illinois, but he would then strike in Kansas. Oklahoma and California through 1967 and 1968. He probably had his work cut out in Kansas and Oklahoma given they are poorer socioeconomic areas and probably much worse diets. Mm. So he probably did two or three there and he's like, fuck this McDonald's eating shit. Uh, I'm going to LA where they live on beans. (laughs) In the fall of 1970, he would strike at Michigan State University. Right. And then returned again in the fall of 1971. All I can think is it would be like Friday the 13th and everyone in their like sorority houses would tell the story of the end of a bandit. (laughs) And then on the anniversary of that night, he showed up and struck again. (laughs) And his rubber hose was still on the car. (laughs) 
On January the 7th, 1972, he struck at Oklahoma State University, January the 14th at UCAL College, and on January the 19th at Kansas State University. So he's targeting uni students. Yes. And he's an accountant. Yes. Female college students. Wow. In May of 1975, the Enema Bandit was employed as an auditor for the Illinois Department of Revenue. He's really good at picking corn out of shit. Burrowing down. Yep. He celebrated by commencing a rampage striking five times over two days. Oh, my God. He really had to roll his sleeves up. <laughs> Once- what was the name of the bandits in Home Alone, the Wet Bandits? It's fucking him. <laughs> he struck once on the Friday and four times on the Saturday. On May the 3rd, 1975, the Enema Bandit would return to his old university grounds. Alpha Mata. <laughs> he broke into a women's sorority in the middle of the night and bound and terrorised four women who lived in the sorority house. He would hold the women at gunpoint, forcing them to remove all of their clothing. He then bound their wrists. In the words of his victims, he moved slowly and deliberately. This was clearly something he had done before. The Enema Bandit would always ask his victims if they knew he was the Enema Bandit before (laughs) giving them an enema, which is one of the worst, hey, do you know who I am? Yeah. In the history (laughs) of, like... Do you know who I am? That doesn't pick up people in bars. Yeah, that's that's not getting you laid, mate. He then performed not one but two enemas well, he's thorough. on the larger of the four girls. He then again rifled through all of their purses, stealing $120 in cash. You've got a full-time job as an auditor for the tax department. You don't need college kids' bus fare money. And, you know, he didn't need to fat shame the bigger girl. Exactly. That's a bit rude. I know. Fucking, what? You know what? He's just a dick. I'm just saying. He really is. Oh, my Lord. Now, later that night, fleeing the scene, the bandit was involved in a traffic accident. His details were taken by the police, but he was not linked to the enema crimes. Because he wasn't covered in enema? Well, probably just because he was white. (laughs) Well, he wasn't doing the enemas too well, was he? (laughs) However, some weeks later, he was arrested in Chicago on suspicion of a number of burglaries. Suspicion of enemas? No, no, no. Not enemas. Just of burglaries. Okay. Just of everyday, run-of-the-day burglaries. Something's fishy about this guy. Well, whilst being questioned about these completely unrelated robberies, he started talking... About the enema bandit. Oh, see, I've hung around with people with low-level fame who will then try and shoehorn the shit they've done into conversation. Man, I was in that web series. Didn't you see me? I was, I was in the back of the room. Fucking, I was there with Russell Crowe was on set. No one gives a fuck, mate. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, he- I'm the enema bandit. Oh, my God. That's literally how it went. <laughs> <laughs> the police said... Uh, he confessed to being the anima bandit and the police said that they did not believe his claims <laughs> that he was the anima bandit. So to prove them wrong... Oh, my God. He took them to his house and showed them the ski mask and pistol used during the assaults as well as his rubber tube. Wow. And water bottle. Fuck. What is it with American cops and people who just confess... To stuff, and they just don't believe them. Yeah, like Ed Kemper, the yeah. the fucking sorority killer, was yeah. the same. Yeah. Like it took him ages to eventually believe the guy and arrest him. Yeah, but if someone came to me and said I am the well-known enema bandit, I'd be like, I'll fucking arrest you just on suspicion of being a dickhead. Let alone, yeah, let me just put my rubber gloves on. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't, like, yeah, I no. know where you've been. <laughs> You know, maybe it's that reverse psychology. The next time if you're accused of something, be like, yeah, yeah, no, I totally do it. Ah, oh, let him go. He didn't do it. I'm Hitler. Yeah. No, it's clearly not. Let him out. No, he's got a beard. Let him out. Yeah, let him out. Now, a psych evaluation was ordered, <laughs> not surprisingly, and he was deemed to be legally sane. <laughs> this is the bit that really grinds my gears. He was not charged with the enema assaults, but for armed robbery. 
Okay. So wasn't charged, yeah, for, but yeah, yeah, took cash from their wallet. <laughs> wow. So in December of 1975, the Enema Bandit pleaded guilty to six counts of armed robbery. Okay. Well, that's enough to get you a decent prison sentence. <laughs> oh, no. Hang on. Are you telling me the American justice system is a revolving door for certain ethnicities? The Enema's Bandit lawyer claimed that his defendant was, quote, not sexually mature. Oh. We already fucking knew that. Yeah. Um, and that his victims and that his actions were due to a, quote, deep-seated neurosis. You know what? Then fucking, you know, like, write a book. Go into (laughs) stand-up. Don't forcibly give people enemas, okay? (laughs) He also wanted the judge to remember that the enema bandit had been polite to his victims. Oh, well. Polite. Manners count. Manners maketh the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, he held them at gunpoint yeah. and he violated their bodies and he forcefully gave them enemas, but, you know, in a polite way. He said, please and thank you and may I be excused? Yeah. And uh, may I please see the contents of your wallet and your purse? <laughs> Cleaned up with a little napkin. Yeah. Yes. Polite, apparently. There you go. A po- a, that's a defence now. Polite. <laughs> That's up there with the gay panic defense. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't get me angry. How did that? Ev- how was that ever a law? Because oh, straight white men who are bigoted make most laws. Oh, and somewhere behind that judge's robe is a guy who's probably got a fucking rubber hose up his ass at the time. Oh my lord! I tell you, the anima bandit was sentenced to six to twelve years in prison. Mm. He would, however. Only served six years and was paroled in 1981. He died in Chicago 23 years later in 2004 at the age of 61. No word as to whether his body was buried or flushed. (laughs) If it was cremated, did they just get bellows? <laughs> oh my god, I really hope the medics came in and gave him like a smoke enema to try to revive him. Stat! Now, in 1976, the enema bandit's crimes were used as an inspiration for a porn film. Oh, no! Cold. Water Bandit. Uh, not as bad as Waterworld. The <laughs> Kevin Costner. Still a better film. <laughs> Still a better script. Oh, my God. The only review of this thing describes it as, and I quote, nasty. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was made for $16,000 and it was written. Direct- they were flush with cash. It was written. Directed, produced, and edited by the same guy. Oh, no. My favourite bit is the lead male actor apparently insisted that for his preparation for the role, (laughs) he should be flown to Illinois to interview the Enema Bandit to get into character, to understand the role. Method porn. The request was denied. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Plus, they had a budget of $16,000. That would have literally been their whole budget. Like, dude, you're in a pond. You don't need to method that shit. I went to Juilliard. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a monster. I am an actor. (laughs) So, being in the 70s, most of that money would have been cocaine and film stock. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we need a rubber hose. Mm -hmm. We can can go through the, the... Send a console the car to get that. <laughs> and this guy's going, I want to I go and get into character and go interview the bit. Dude, you stick a rubber hose up some poor failed actress's ass. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's it's just, and it was just, it was one of those just like reading like the review. It was just, it, it was traumatic enough. I can imagine. Um, Worse when you consider the venues in which those films were played. Yeah. Jerk off cinemas. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so awful. Apparently like the, the the thing that sets him off in the film, it's two things. Yeah. Um first he goes to a brothel 
and sees an enema performed and oh, is okay. emotionally scarred. Um, then he finds out that the woman who lives next door to him that he has a crush on has a boyfriend. Oh. So he becomes insane. Yeah, fucking incels, hey? Fucking seriously. Oh, yeah. my God. Do you no know what I mean? You're hang- no. Yeah, like you're hanging out in a brothel. You're not that in love with your neighbour. Like, no. calm the fuck down. Exactly. Like, fucking, is her living her own life. Oh, I'm going to give animus to women. Oh, shut the fuck up, <laughs> incel. It's a natural reaction. Men's rights should be recognised uh, as an international oh men's day. Oh, my God. Fucking unpop your collar. And mm. fucking go take some night classes. Feminism to be a made human me pee. pump water into a stranger's rectum. <laughs> I blame Clementine Ford. Feminism did this to me. And Amanda Palmer in a ukulele stealing my manhood. <laughs> One discordant ACDC <laughs> cover at a time. I am a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it now. Oh, COVID's just taken all the wrong people. It re- <laughs> Uh, Frank Zappa also released a song in 1966 called The Illinois Enema Bandit. God bless him. I actually got high when I listened to this to see if it was like less ridiculous. It yeah. isn't. Um, and in 1986, Henry Threadgill recorded a jazz number called Salute to the Enema Bandit. <laughs> Big thorough in my research, I listened to it. And to be honest, it sounds like a forced enema. It is long, painful, and serves no purpose. <laughs> That's jazz. <laughs> scat, 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 scat. Ah! Putting the scat in scat. <laughs> Putting the scat all over the rug. <laughs> Getting the scat and throwing it down. This yeah. one's called Should Have Done This in the Bathroom. <laughs> scat, 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 scat. Oh, so I'm the scat man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! When Matt David eventually makes this into the film, that will be the theme song for this film. Right up your papa butt. Have I got a rubber hose for you? So I propose this week let's raise our glasses in the air. And say bottoms up <laughs> to those who brought an end to the messy case of the enema bandits. To gain life-giving fluids, I'm going to give myself an enema. <laughs> what a fucking freak. Yeah. That's disgusting. Like, I just, I, 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 like, where do you, where, if you're, if you're a psychiatrist. Yeah. And somebody comes to you and is like. You know, because you, you think I'm a psychiatrist. I've heard it all. Yeah. I've heard everything. You know, like yeah. someone comes to you and says, oh, you know what? I fantasize. I I want to I want to break into ladies' houses and give them an enema. <laughs> you look up the big book of Jungian archetypes. It's like, where was a tragic trip to Waterworld? <laughs> <laughs> he went down the slide backwards. Like, I'm, just, I'm fascinated to know what, like, what 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 leads what leads to that? How do you get to that point? I'm fascinated to know if there's anyone at home who is currently. Do you really want to solicit these kinds of comments? If anyone at home understands the sexual aberration that leads to wanting to break into a stranger's home and administer a coffee enema, yeah, just let us drop know. us a line. Let us let us know <laughs> what went from. Your direct messages are going to be fucking flooded <laughs> with filth. <laughs> Okay, it's not just me who reads them. It's also John. All right, so don't get your jollies. (laughs) Maybe I'm into that. But, like, I don't, like, I don't. I I don't know. What do you, I mean. What is it with accountants? What? Accountants are fucked up. Uh, Wait. It's, you know what the other fucked up thing is? Yeah. Google has a real problem with Mm. being very forgiving of people who've done monstrous crimes, if you Google their names yeah. and their little description comes up on the side yeah. and it tells you what they do, yeah. it can be really forgiving in terms of going over what they really did. So if you Google Issei Sagawa, the Kobe cannibal, yeah. he comes up as a public speaker. If you Google Bevan Spencer von Einem, mm. probably South Australia's most famous killer, yeah. he comes up as an accountant. Enema Vandit comes up as... 
water enthusiast. <laughs> a plumber. It's just a picture of Super Mario. Oh my god, that is one tunnel you do not want to go down. <laughs> no. Bonus level. That's what that poor girl got at Cal State. Oh my god, this <laughs> level <laughs> is <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just, ah, uh, yeah. So uh, this, uh, like, you know what, the German cannibal. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can get it. This, like, I don't, no, I don't this get is it. just fucked. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, but mind you, there's a big difference between getting someone and eating them and giving someone a little bit of a, a, a colonic. I think I'd rather eat somebody than give somebody a colonic. Yeah, I'm the same. Mm. I'd happily chow down on human flesh before ever administering mm. it. And I'm vegan. Like, <laughs> oh, Balloons should drop from the ceiling every time you mention that. Because ah, we've done oh. 12 episodes, you've now mentioned it 24 times. Oh, my God. You know what the funny thing would, though? Because... Being a vegan, oh my god! If that guy picked my house, he would have got one hell of a fucking shock. He wouldn't have even like I I shit like three hundred times a day. He wouldn't have even had a chance to get his home. He would have been out running, screaming down the house, and I would have been like firing. You might be the one who finally pushes him to murder. Just like because he's used to all these poor diet Midwesterners who live on fucking fried chicken and grits, and along comes you with fucking the gravy train. And he doesn't get to administer his because I'm sure he also had a casual wank while he was doing this. You know, uh, no, no, he was polite. Remember? Oh, that's correct. Yes, he was polite. And having a wank while you give forcibly give someone an enema is not polite. That's most indecorous behaviour. Mm-hmm. The book will fall off your head, and you'll lose your poise. <laughs> it's just not cricket, Sam. <laughs> oh my god! No, all I could think is. Yeah, no, that guy would be like the T-1000 and I – no, he would be Arnie and I would be the T-1000. Oh, God, I've got my Terminators confused. You really do. It must be the end of the year. Oh, God, I can't even. Did Nostradamus predict you fucking up a Terminator reference? I know. I, f- I feel so bad. I can't – don't even look at me. <laughs> oh, my God, don't even look at me. I feel, oh. You're going to have to go home to your James Cameron altar and offer a sacrifice. I know. I really am. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Please forgive me, James Cameron. Yeah, you'll have to watch the original Uncut Abyss. Yeah, I'll do that anyway. Can't find that online, by the way. Oh what? No, I can't see. I can't find it on any streaming service at the moment. It must be on Amazon. When stuff appears on Amazon, it tends to disappear off a lot of other stuff. Oh, I've got um, <laughs> I've got the old original VHS deluxe super edition wow. that comes with the booklet. Oh, did it, was it widescreen? Oh my god. <laughs> That I only, I only, I only, because I was so poor at the time. I only had the world tiniest TV. Yeah. So it literally just came up like the size of a postage stamp, and I'm like, it's still magnificent. <laughs> oh my, anamorphic spectacular on my 22 inch television. <laughs> but again, you know me. I could just put it on. And I just walk around the house listening to Michael Bean. Yeah. We have no way. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's the final episode for this year. No, this is the new year. Well, it's coming out of the new year, but we're yeah. recording it in the, you know, don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Something might happen in the, the oh. day intervening between now and when we release this. It is. That the- would be worthy of discussion if we've missed it. Because day one of 2021 mm. could be Russian zombies, meteor, mm. and everyone suddenly. No, the meteor's Christmas. We've got time. Okay, cool. We have time to enjoy the Russian zombies. I'm so excited. I've got a, uh, I started learning Russian. I need to get back on that. Okay. Well, do you know any phrases? Um, okay. I, it, it was because I had fancied this Russian bloke. Oh, right. And I've had no one to practice it with, so I've pretty much forgotten all of it, except uh, I'm going to pronounce this really wrong, but bear with me. <coughs> and what does that mean? Oh, God. <laughs> I want you, big boy. Ah! All aboard Bear Force One. <laughs> Bear Force One. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, if you're learning a language to fancy someone, they're the only phrase. Like, what other phrase do you need to use? Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. I feel like you need to go and discover Bert Kreischer's The Machine story now. Oh. I'll play it to you after this podcast. Okay. But thank you to everyone who's joined us for this year. It's been lovely. <laughs> It's been a fucking dumpster fire of doom. I'm trying to be polite. 
Oh my god! That's what you do when you're a polite man. You give you give a <laughs> loving enema. I know where this ends. You steal their money. You don't jerk off mm. at the premises, mm. and you thank them for joining you on your podcast, which is all about murder and sadocasm. And my failings. I'm turning into Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh! Oh my god! And the descent into 2021 has begun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You send them happy greetings. I'm I'm just going to prepare everyone now. You yeah. know what? We're doomed. We are absolutely fucked. It is only going to get worse. Things will fall from the sky. I'm going to give you like a dramatic effect for that. Do it again. <laughs> the world is going to end. Things will fall from the sky and your anus. <laughs> and with that, thank you for joining us. I'm Gavin in the woods. <laughs> My name's John. That's Liz in a cavern. That's, that's the, the sound <laughs> of a clean, freshly flushed rectum. Right there. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, the Anima Bandit's been here. Hello, hello. (laughs) Can you do my taxes? (laughs) Very good. I'm going to press the stoppy thing. Oh, please, God, do.